Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Hello, Gotham. Joker's back in town. I'm not wearing hockey pants. And now you're listening to the new and improved Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast with your host, Alfred. No! What is going on, OTC listeners? Another episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast is in your life today. We are back on Thursday night, episode 75, just a couple of days before Halloween. Love me some Halloween. You know, me and my girlfriend, we're actually going to do something because normally every year for Halloween, I would always go to Six Flags for Fright Fest with my homeboys, with my buddies. And it's at that moment where, you know, because of the pandemic and all that bullshit, we just don't feel comfortable actually doing that. Not not to mention, I don't think Fright Fest is even open. But I'm going to be going somewhere with my girlfriend, and she actually wants to do something very interesting because we're going to do something tomorrow night, which is Friday, Halloween Saturday night, and we're going to be dressing up as two different things. For the first one, we'll be Captain America and Captain Marvel. Only this time... I'm actually wearing the compression shirt because it's way too fucking expensive to buy the whole thing and the fucking shield. But I will be wearing the Wakanda shields. So that's going to be very interesting. And she'll be Captain Marvel. Now, I get it. I get it. I've bitched about Captain Marvel for a long time. But you know what? It makes her happy. And whatever makes her happy, make me happy. And for Halloween during the day, or night to be exact, I'm going to be dressing up a stitch and she'll be Angel. And let me tell you, I'm going to rock the shit out of the Stitch. I actually have a Stitch onesie, so (laughs) that's actually going to be pretty fun. You know, and I'm going to be posting a lot of pictures on Instagram. So I'm wondering if you have a costume, if you are a master of cosplay, if you're a master of, you know, Halloween in general and you want to show up or you want to show me whatever costumes you have, by all means, let's do it. You know what? I think I'm going to probably give a main shout out to the person that I feel like has the best cosplay in terms of the listeners. Because let's face it, thousands of people wear costumes every single time. So if you're listening to this, if you're going out, if you are you know, celebrating Halloween, if you know that you have the best costume that you have, let me know. Fuck it, let me know. I will give you a personal shout out and I'll be contacting you directly and maybe we can do something. You can be on the guest, you can win an award, you know, maybe you can win a prize, or maybe we can do some trivia, whichever the case may be, whichever the case may be. So, if anything, if you don't want to send me anything, that's alright, that's okay. Please enjoy yourself, have a happy Halloween, check your candy, don't stay out too late, because I think it's going to be pissing rain, it's going to be pissing cats and dogs out there, just like it is today. Today on the episode of the podcast, we are going to dive into something a little bit controversial, but something that has been on my mind for a while. An all-females Avengers movie. An all-female Avengers movie is most likely in the works, and I want to talk about the pros and cons to that. You know, I want to go back to what I saw from that clip from Avengers Endgame. You know what I'm talking about. That clip and... The, basically the pros and cons in terms of what's good and what's bad, how it can benefit us, what are the drawbacks, and so on and so forth. So that's what I'm going to dive into today. 
And also, for all you diehard CW fans out there, we got the dates for the upcoming shows that are happening starting next year. You know what that means. Mark your calendars down. All that plus our superhero quote of the day. But first, like we always do about this time, let's get a shout out out of the way, shall we? This shout out goes to Stan Lee's family. Yesterday, October 28th, was Stan Lee Day, and even though he died in November, we still celebrated Stan Lee Day yesterday as best we can, so this is my personal shout-out to his family, to, you know, the, the loved ones that he has shared his life with, his kids, everyone, pretty much everyone that is part of the Stan Lee family. I want to give a personal shout-out to you. Stan Lee was a great man revolutionized and pretty much impacted everyone's life as you already know he will forever be missed he will never ever ever be forgotten so I want to give a personal shout out to Stan Lee's family since yesterday October 28th was Stan Lee day I'm trying not to get emotional here but his death hit me hard his death hit me very hard not only hit me but hit every one of us that's that's something that I can never, ever forget. You know, just coming down, coming back home from a trip and then hearing about his death from my best friend. That was a huge pill to swallow. So once again, this shout out is to every single one of his families and hell to his fans, to me, to every single one of his fans, to every person that loves Marvel, to every person that loves, has been influenced and worships Stan Lee. This shout-out is every single one of you. And let's continue honoring his memory the best we can. Let's continue to be fans. Let's continue to do what we do. And love Marvel and all of its contents. That's all we have for the shout-outs. Let's dive into our pros and cons of an all-female Avengers movie. And that starts right in a bit. Let's circle back real quick on that clip from Avengers Endgame. You guys know pretty much what I'm talking about. The time where Peter Parker slash Spider-Man was just, you know, swinging through and trying to get the gauntlet away from Thanos and his minions and his goons. And then you just see Captain Marvel just appear right in front of him. And of course you see Peter look up to him and be like, Hey, I'm, uh, I'm Peter Parker. And then she goes, in a very sexy way, by the way, in a very sexy way, hey, Peter Parker, you got something for me? And I thought to myself, okay, there's got to be a Rule 34 scene just based on that that part. And uh, sh- lo and behold, <laughs> lo and behold, there is actually a couple of Rule 34 manga comics based on that particular scene alone. And... Um, for those that know exactly what the hell I'm talking about, go search it up. I, I don't care. I'm a guy. I, I don't I don't care. I love things that are <laughs> that are sexy. <laughs> go 
just go up to rule 34 on Google, look up Spider-Man and Captain Marvel, and you'll know exactly what the hell I'm talking about. But in any case, that scene continued on, and then all of a sudden, you know, you got Okoye, and you got everybody else, pretty much all the female characters of the MCU banding together. And then, I forgot who said it exactly, but someone said, don't worry, she's got help. And right away, I thought to myself, no, 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 no. This is Captain Marvel. I mean, I may not like her as much, but Captain Marvel don't need no help. She don't need help from anybody. Let's face it here, okay? The ones that can pretty much kick Thanos' ass was Captain Marvel and Scarlet Witch. Let's, let's, be, let's be honest here. But anyway, back to my point. So when that scene happened... I was, along with everybody else, rolled our eyes and we're thinking to ourselves, oh my god, this just feels too forced and it feels so unnatural. Like, what the hell is going on? And then I thought about it. I thought about it for a while. You know, I understand the MCU likes to shove this diversity problem down our throats. And I've been complaining about that time and time again. If you have... A problem in the movie industry and it has to be addressed how about show what it what the problem is instead of just talking about it you know it's it's no different from the Jehovah Witnesses or anybody else that wants to shove religion down your throat where they're like you know we must praise and let go let God and all that bullshit or how about currently with the election on the, oh, you must go out and vote. You must go out and vote. Okay, I get it. Yes, yes, I get it. We should all do it. Some people don't do it. Some people do. Who cares? Okay, stop stop telling us that. All right, our vote matters. Some people say yes. Some people say no. I get it. My point is this. We've been told time and time again on what a problem is, and they keep on shoving it down our throats and keep on pushing it in our faces, pushing that narrative to our faces many, many times. We've known this already, okay? If you remembered one of my previous episodes, I forgot which one I said, but a friend of mine took this from a YouTuber where he said, what what were the exact lines he said? Because I, I want to try to quote him to the best of my ability. He said, I am not mad you have a vagina, I'm mad that you're telling me you have a vagina. So there's a strong difference between those two statements. There's a, there's a very strong difference. Now, Letitia Wright, the girl that plays Shuri, girl, I'm sorry, woman, the woman that plays Shuri from the Black Panther, she says it's only a matter of time before an all-female Avengers movie will happen. And that I forgot, that's that ignorant side of me, which I will admit, I have forgotten that in the comics, there is an actual all-females Avengers comic book series that happened during the Secret War storyline and also during the Civil War II storyline. They're called the A-Force. And the A-Force basically consists of Captain Marvel, She-Hulk, Medusa, this starry character, I think her name is Singularity, Miss America, and someone else that I completely forgot. And throughout all those iterations, there are constant changes of females that goes through on a daily basis that basically joins the Air, the, the A-Force, and they're a team in and of itself. And all females Avengers cast in that part 
of the comics, right? So, why am I speaking about this now? Well, let me tell you. Having an all-female Avengers movie can work. Here are the main issues, okay? First of all, let me address. Is there a diversity problem in the MCU? Some people can argue yes, some people can argue no. We're living in an era now where the woke culture, basically, it's their word against everybody else. When they bitch about something, usually it has something to do with race, gender, or whichever the case. And if I was part of that group, I probably would see what they were talking about. In fact, I've had conversations numerous times with other people, my two best friends that are black, and I would ask them. And I said, dude, do you think there's a lack of representation within the MCU, within Disney, within Marvel as a whole? And there's something that he said that very... It, in a particular way, it, it 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 got to me. He said, Garcia, if this was reversed, they would bitch about it too. And then he didn't say anything else after that. And I'm like, what exactly does he mean if this was reversed? You mean if this was an all-white male cast? If this was an all, you know, an all-black cast? If this was an all-Spanish cast? Like, what exactly does that mean? I mean, you know... We get diversity representation all the time through various films and various forms of art. Media, music, television, movies, radio, anything. But then he didn't explain himself after that. So then I'm looking at in terms of... I'm looking at the fans. I scroll through Twitter. I'm looking at fans. I'm reading their tweets. I'm reading their comments. And I want to know... What exactly is that other side that I'm missing? Why is it that there seems to be a lack of representation? And it's true. Movies in general are dominated by an all-male society. This has been true for many, many years. And the women that actually are a part of it are like less of a percentage. I'm going to throw a number. Let's say 30%. 40% if that, and all they want is to have an equality, which obviously to me does not exist, because I've said it, it's an illusion, but whatever. They want an equality where their representation is equal to males. And to get back to my point, Letitia Wright said that it's only a matter of time before an all-female cast will happen in the Avengers. Here are the pros and cons of that. The pros... Diversity, whether you see it as a good thing or a bad thing, if they show the diversity on the big screen in movies in general, we can have a fabulous time. Stop telling us that there's a diversity problem and actually fix it. Hire more people, you know, get more casts. If there's a role for a particular group, get them. You know, whoever does the job that is best should get the role. I've always been. A strong uh, focus on that from the very beginning. Ever since that uh, fiasco happened with, you know, the voice of Cleveland quit because he's not the right color for it. Even though he's played that character for X amount of years and profited off of that for himself and his family. But I digress. We're not going to step on on each other's toes here. So diversity, depending on how you look at it, can be a pro as long as they do that correctly. 
What's also a pro is these females can be role models. They can be role models. There's a reason why Captain Marvel exceeded very well making over a billion dollars at the global box office. Not because of the story. Not because of the character, quote-unquote, character that she portrayed. It's the fact that families, mostly kids, and women all look up to her. They see a strong representation from a female a female lead that is strong, powerful, and pretty much every word you want to throw. The problem with Captain Marvel is there's no connection with everybody else and Captain Marvel with the movie in its entirety. There's no connection. There's no there's nothing for me to connect to her. She's bland, she's wooden, she's she's that Superman complex where she's so strong but yet nothing else phases her. You know what I mean? So that pretty much is the main problem with Captain Marvel. And I'm not the one that also says this. Remember the young girl just last month that got casted for Miss Marvel did say she looks up to Captain Marvel, but she did not like the movie for the simple reason that the story was just not what it needed to be. And there's nothing wrong with that. And yet for some odd reason when we say that, when we critique or criticize or judge a movie because of its script, because of the direction, because of the song choices, the score, or anything else that we want to critique, immediately someone gets offended, someone wants to bitch out at us and saying, Oh, you just don't you just don't like women. You fucking hate women. You have no idea what you're talking about. Whoa, 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 whoa. Slow down, my guy. Slow down. You know? There's a reason why movies like Ghostbusters from 2016 and the reboot Charlie's Angels did not work. It was not a good story. You can chalk it up to, oh, we hate women, which is obviously not true. Oh, we hate women this, we hate women that. No, that's bullshit. That's just an easy excuse for you to use so that way you can lash out at people that are actually looking behind the scenes, that are actually seeing the bigger picture. Because if that was true, why did movies like Ocean's 8 succeed? Because that was an all-female cast. As a matter of fact, the whole premise was towards the female version of, let's say, Ocean's 11 and Ocean's 12. Or what about Pitch Perfect? Now, granted, Pitch Perfect was a completely different diversity that focuses on the genre of, you know, music and acapella and everything else, but that movie succeeded. Sequels, not so much, but that movie succeeded. That's one of my favorite movies to actually watch with my friends. You know, Pitch Perfect. I even like the ending. Another one that came off the top of my head, Hidden Figures. Those three women that were, it was during a time where equal rights was not as strong or represented as it needed to be. So these three black women needed to make a statement for themselves to actually better their lives and in, and actually ensure that they stand their ground and they did whatever they could to make themselves noticed. One was a scientist, one was a teacher, and I think the other one was a lawyer or an IT tech or something, or something along those lines. So again, there is a market for this. But how it exceeds more than anything else is a good story. 
you have to have a good story for us to get invested. You have to have a good script, a good writing. You have to have good writing, a good story in order for us, the audience, to be attached to these characters. And once we're attached to these characters, then we can love the movie in its entirety. I don't understand why a lot of movie studios still does not understand this. And that is the cons that I'm going to jump into with an all-female lead of Avengers. If the story is bad, we're going to shit on it like, like fucking... Like you want to pound a thing of muffins. Probably a terrible analogy, but you understand what I'm trying to say. We're going to shit on that movie because if the story is bad, we're instantly going to blame the writing, the directing, the cast, everything. If the story is bad, we're going to criticize you for it. It has nothing to do with an all-female cast. It has nothing to do with women being represented. Okay, if the story is bad... We're going to shit on it. Second problem, the PR tactic. The fact, that, uh, again, it's pretty much everything that I'm saying in a bow. The PR, the marketing, the, the, the shoving in our faces. Fucking stop doing that. Stop telling us, oh, this needs to happen. How about show it? How about make a good movie? How about... Make it entertaining. How about proving your point through your story? And stop marketing as this, oh, this is the best all-female lead, or this is the best female, or this is the best, and it's not just females, this is the best black movie you'll ever see, or this is the best Spanish movie you'll ever see, this is the best uh, 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 Asian-American movie. Shut the fuck up. Just stop. Stop. Fucking hell, stop. Show us a trailer, okay? Make it the most badass trailer that you can, you know, with tons of action. If there's going to be drama, if there's going to be, you know, something that we will see that pertains to us and be like, oh my God, that shit looks cool. I want to fucking see it, you know? Don't overcomplicate it on the billboards. Don't overcomplicate it with certain, you know colors or you you know what I'm trying to you know what I'm trying to say the PR tactic has to be crystal it has to be crystal okay and it all comes down to having a good story I'm going to say that till the day I fucking die when it comes to watching movies okay you cannot tell me for one second that just because we're going to criticize you do not make this a gender issue. Do not make this a race issue. Do not make this a sexual orientation issue. Don't make it any of that shit. We loved all female cast movies before. There were a lot of good ones. And if, and if not an all female cast, there were definitely strong female leads. Kill Bill, Alien, Underworld, Resident Evil, with the exception of those last couple of movies that were fucking lazy. There were many female lead movies that we fucking loved and adored. Wonder Woman, classic example. Yeah, the third act was a little bit eh, but Wonder Woman, feminist superhero. What was the marketing? A badass character in World War 1. I. I mean, 
It doesn't get any more clear than that. It does not get any more clearer than that. And what does she do? She joins with the group. She joins with the soldiers. She fights with the soldiers. So again, will an all-female Avengers movie work? Absolutely. Absolutely. It can work. It will work. As long as you have a good story. Make us attached to the characters. We're already attached to the characters thanks to the previous movies that they've been in. Okay, so you kind of get a little nod on that. You kind of get a little bit of a break on that. But once again, once again, have a good script, have good writing, have good directing, make us attached to them, make the characters have a complete arc, give us something to latch onto without the whole thing of, Oh my god, you should see this movie because we're all females and we're all badass. Okay, show us. That's all I gotta say about that. And we spent a lot of time on that, so real quick, I'm going to get into the CW dates for the upcoming shows that are coming in early next year. So for January 17th, we got Batwoman Season 2, the Comic-Con version. I'm I'm going to say I don't care. I'm going to say it. She I want Ruby Rose back. Fuck it. I want Ruby Rose back. Yeah. Just there's no point for me to waste my breath on that. Anyway, season 2 Batwoman coming out January 17th at 8 p.m. 8 p.m. February 8th Black Lightning. I still haven't seen the show yet. I really do want to see the show. I I feel like if there is a crossover that deals with Black Lightning, I definitely want to get into that. So, February 8th, Black Lightning. February 23rd, at 8pm, you got the return of the Flash. You know, he's going to go in, just like the Flash. <laughs> and then you have, that's 8pm, and then 9pm, you got Superman and Lois. Also on February 23rd, I... It's it's hard for me to get into that show in particular. I don't know why. Maybe because it's a different Superman that I'm just not used to yet. Or maybe I just don't buy that actor as Superman. I don't know. I have to get into it. I really do. So, once again, January 17th, Batwoman. February 8th, Black Lightning. February 23rd, The Flash and Superman and Lois. So, mark your calendars down for those shows. Hopefully, maybe... If I finish all of the other CW shows that can lead into that, maybe I can start binge-watching something else that's new. So, we'll see what happens with that. That's all we have for today on this episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcast. Once again, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for your support. As a reminder, the beginning of November, around the beginning of November, I'm going to have an all-group chat, an all-group Facebook page that is devoted to this podcast, and I want to share it to not only you listeners, but everyone else, to everyone else. So if you have thoughts, questions, comments, concerns, if you have ways to promote yourself, or if you just want to talk about something that you're passionate about, something that you want to see, something that maybe an idea that you want to pitch to, all of that can be done in the Facebook group page. Can't wait to set that up. Can't wait to speak to you guys. Can't wait to meet you guys. Can't wait to see who has more knowledge about this stuff than I do. I would love to get your intake. And then you can be guests. 
you can be, you know, we can do anything. We can do anything. It is my way of connecting more to you because I want this to be more of a community for us die-hard comic book fans. Whether it's DC Comics, Marvel, Indie, Independent, doesn't matter. I want this to be a community. So with that being said, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, hit me up. Mike Garcia VO or OTC Volume 2, volume completely spelled with the number 2, but you already know that, on Twitter or Instagram. I'm thinking about coming back with Snapchat. I'm, 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 I'm debating. I'm debating getting Snapchat back up because maybe there's a way that I can communicate with you guys a little bit more. I don't know. I'm, I'm on the fence of that because I've never really liked Snapchat before, but... Eh, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. Before we end this night off, let's go into our superhero quote of the day. And this one is from Batgirl. I have to find another path. Divine my own future. Not a page from someone else's book. One uniquely mine. Not a fate that begins and ends on page one. And my reaction to that is this. If you hear that quote, And you believe strongly that you want to divide yourself or divine yourself in terms of something new, something different, something that separates you from the pack. No matter what it is, go with it. Go all the way with it. As long as it doesn't hurt anybody else, every one of us is unique in many different ways. So if you got to stand on your own two feet and you got to do what you need to do to separate yourself, fucking do it. It's a new year that's coming. 2020 was a bitch. 2021 might be your year. You never know. Guys, once again, happy Halloween. I'm going to be posting a lot of pictures up. I hope to see your pictures too. It's going to be a fucking blast. Please be safe. Please be careful. Check your candy if you're going to go with your kids to trick-or-treating or if you're going to buy candy from stores, even if they're sealed and delivered. doesn't matter. Check your candy. We don't want no fucking accidents. We don't want no pranks. We don't know want we don't want any of that bullshit. Okay? Be safe. Have a great weekend. Come back Monday night where we'll talk all the stuff that happens in the world of comic book movies and TV shows. And remember, if you hear about it and you read about it, I talk about it. Till next time, stay safe. I'm done. I'm through. Peace out.